podcast. Femininity, pillow fights, soft kissing. Well, welcome, welcome to the Vag Dialogues. I'm your co-host, Claire Sampson, along with the lovely... Summer! Hi! Who's back, and I haven't scared her away yet. Hooray. Mm. Nope, I love you. Oh, yay! And I appreciate how much content you bring, so we're glad you're here. I'm a nerd, and I spend way too much time on BuzzFeed. <laughs> Woohoo! Pounds perfect. Well, and then it keeps me on track, too, because I have someone else holding me accountable. Accountability? I was going to say accountability. This has been my week today. I was going to say accountability, but I'm like, no, it should just be accountable, and then it came out... It's okay. I had the stroke arm this week. You can have stroke <laughs> voice. Stroke, like stroke, stroke voice. All that other good stuff. That's good. How's yeah. your week been? Uh, girls Weekend, which you know, you were there. It was great. It was. It was awesome. Hooray. Shout out to all the bitches out there. Yes. Um, I love Lake. I love Bacon. Yes. I love Carrie Todd now for bringing Bacon. Right? Love her. Love. Love um, her. I wish she didn't live in Iowa. I know. That sucks. Boo, Iowa. Boo, Iowa. Iowa blows. Sorry, Carrie. Yeah. Nobody likes Iowa. Nope. Uh, but the boat was fun, everything was great, with the exception of uh, pinching a nerve and having my arm stroke out for the whole week. And so. everyone try and pretend you're pregnant for days. Right. <laughs> Podcast, I am not pregnant, hence the reason I'm drinking. Woohoo! Even better. Because I know the community was just like, <gasps> at all the drama. Right. They didn't care. None no. of the guys cared. Because they're boys. Right. And they don't care about anything. Nope. But dick cheese and shit, so... Right, and accusing me of murdering children, so... Wow. It's their sole goal in life. <laughs> right. <laughs> they just sit there petting white Persian cats in a meeting, and they're like, hmm, how can we kill this dead horse of a joke again? <laughs> right? They, they're, they're... I don't know if you've noticed this. We love you, podcast peeps, but they never let a joke die. Oh, no. So, um, you have a joke. Steve has a joke. Jared has a joke. I feel like I'm doing pretty good as I'm flying under the radar right now. <laughs> Just, just you wait. Yeah. Have you caught on to all the jokes? Um, almost all of them. So okay. it's, it's taken some time. I do have to play a lot of catch up because I'll be at right. work and they'll be with a patient. And the next time I check my phone and it's yeah. like 40 messages. It's like bing, 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 yeah. blowing up my feet. So they say hi to Steve. Yeah. Because they got mad. Or Steve got mad or something. Or they made, I don't know. They made fun of him or something because like they didn't say something to him. And so he's like, so now like it's a thing. Yeah. Um, I got and, that one. I got the Steve joke. Uh, they, uh, Especially, you're going to get a disease, likes to make fun of Jared being a pedophile, because his oh. name is Jared. Oh, right, like Subway. I did get the Subway jokes. Okay, you got all the Subway jokes. And then they make fun of you for killing babies. Yeah, wanting so. to blow up children. So, I felt really included. I was like, oh my god, I'm like, I'm part of the group. You already I'm, have a running joke. Right, I'm teased mercil- mercilessly. Right, and it was, I, I think it goes to show you how like defensive I am of Jared, because I don't think the pedophile jokes are funny like at all. Like, I don't know if it's because I've been married to him for so long and he's been called Jared from Subway for so long that I'm just right. kind of like, can we get a new joke? You know? I think he needs to do something horrible. Like, he should try to blow up a school or, or like, <laughs> be mad that no one's right. mentioned him in a comment. Like, there are so many other things to make fun of Jared on the list of things that it's like they literally pick the lowest hanging fruit and, like, grab at it. Right. Okay, so pick the top five things that you can make fun of Jared for. <laughs> Throw him under the bus. Throw him under the bus. Now you're putting me on the spot. I know. Um I like to make fun of him for being pretty yet stupid. He says dumb shit a lot. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else can you make fun of him for? Um, his intensity on everything. Yes, he's very. Uh-huh. Um, he breaks out his guitar at every party like he's a frat boy on a quad. There you go. See, that's, that's more fun. That's my favorite. There you frat go. Boy Jared. Three, frat boy Jared. Um, what else can we make fun of him for? You know, none of them have seen him, like, like I know I just said nerdy now, but, like, no one's seen him get intense, but no one has seen him, like, nerd out to no one's extent. Like, watch him with his friend Nick, and you're like, who the fuck are you? I love them both to death, but, like, Jesus Christ. But it's, like, intense nerd gaming. Like, how do you two get laid? Uh, yeah. Like, it's a miracle that you procreated. <laughs> um... What else can we make fun of him for? I was like, you got one more. I have one more. To give them a commu- give them a new joke, possibly. Give them a new joke. Oh, he gets drunk and cries. Yeah. I mean, like, I've told the Pitch Perfect story, slash 
like notebook, we've told that. It's out there on the internet. I think they don't make fun of him for that because I think every guy has a level of drunk cry. Mm -hmm. And there's that one song or movie that they have drunk cried to. They've all cried at the notebook. (laughs) Like all together. All together. (laughs) And then circle jerked in their tears. I'm sure they did. I think I'm the only person that does not cry at the notebook or care about the notebook. Um, when was the last time you watched that notebook? Uh, oh my god, like years ago. Like right when it came out. and you were it was too like, young. You don't understand. It was like Christmas time and it was me and my sister and her gay friend uh, Dylan. Although he wasn't gay at the time, but we all knew. What else? Um, and we're sitting in bed all together like on Christmas vacation watching the notebook. And they're like crying. And I had to like pretend to cry because I felt like weird. Because everybody had already cried at this movie. Everyone talked about it. I felt nothing. But wh- and where were they all crying? At what point? I don't remember. Oh, okay. But I just know they all cried, and then I got called out for fake crying at the movie. <laughs> because my sister was like, you're not even crying. You don't care. You're soulless. Go back and watch it now, though, that you have a significant other. I, I think. I okay. I think, I think it speaks to you more, because the part that I lose it at all the time, and Jared lost it at during this one, was when he's dancing with Allie at the en- towards the end. And she remembers um, yeah. that the, the story is about them, and she comes back to him for a few minutes, and then she goes away. That is heart-wrenching. I probably should rewatch it again. It was a long time ago. Yeah, that is the heart-wrenching part for me, because, like, you know, he's done everything he can to stay with her and spend every minute he can, and then she comes back to him, and he is, you know, one pure moment of joy, and then it all just goes to fuck, you know, to have the person that you really, it's your person, Right. You know, losing that person and having to watch. I think that's where, that's what gets me. Yeah. Their whole, like, earlier on stuff, like, you're being a pain in the ass. Whatever. Right. The whole, like, naked in the barn scene. I'm just like, eh. I'm not allowed to judge on crying, though, because I cried at Sisters, like, three times. I cried during the Rugrats movie. Fair enough. When Tommy <laughs> goes to pour the bananas on Dill, like... Or worse, Rugrats 2, when Chucky doesn't have a mom to dance with at the mommy-daughter dance, like, during the wedding. Oh. Like, oh my god, like, every time I'm like, oh, <laughs> Chucky! And they see this mom in the clouds, and I'm like, oh. uh, so I cry at stupid shit. Like, things that no one would normally cry on. Um, I cry at that commercial on TV with the little cute Asian family, and the baby doesn't like the dog, and then they they give the lion lion head. head. Oh my god, I cry at that every time. It's so cute, though. (laughs) They put that, like, soft music on there, and like, I wish I could tell you. And I'm like, of course. I'm like, the dog just wants to be accepted. He just wants to be loved. He's a baby. But it's like the cutest little family. I'm like, oh, diversity. (laughs) Yeah. Do you remember the last movie you ugly cried to? Um, ooh, I wish I, I know I did Ugly Cry to something. Um, I know the first, last TV show I Ugly Cried okay, to. Okay, we'll do it last, what was the last time you Ugly Cried? Uh, Girl Meets World. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't, don't, because it was a legitimate, um, Girl Meets World, if anyone hasn't watched it, um, I would have my kids watch it in a, hun- a in a heartbeat. Yeah. Um, the messages are really great for young girls, too, they have episodes on By the STEM. way, all of your tapping. I know, I was like, oh, my clicking. Sorry. <laughs> um. But yeah, like great for girls, um, just really fun to watch, and being a Boy Meets World fan growing up, mm-hmm. I love all their throwbacks, but there's an episode, spoiler alert, it's fine, um, where they're running, there's a political campaign, and he's competing, and there's this young kid helping out Eric, and he's like, the guy's like, you don't have kids, how do you know how to be a good like leader, or something like yeah. that? And the kid stands up and he's like, um, you know, Eric once had to make a really difficult choice and he gave me away when, because Eric was a big brother mm-hmm. to this little kid. And the episode, when you watch Boy Meets World, was like heart-wrenching. Like, Eric, like, really gets attached to this kid and he's like, I'm going to adopt him. But he's like 18 and, like, can't really adopt him. Like, yeah. so he makes a choice to go, no, you need to go with this family. Yeah. And it turns out that that's the kid. Oh. And it's the exact same actor and everything and I just ugly cried like it was so he was just like I'm Tommy and I was like <gasps> and like you see Corey Topanga's reactions and they're like <gasps> and I'm just like oh and Ken's like I don't know what happened <laughs> I'm like texting my sister and I'm like oh my god and she's like I know because we watch at the same time oh that's so cute yeah so ugly I ugly cried at that show all the time because I keep doing stuff that's like ripping your heart out yeah I ugly cried to the good dinosaur in the theater I've heard that is a movie that will make you <gasps> ugly cry 
And then I'm sitting there, like, we would, you know, I took the kids. It's Sunday morning. We're going to go watch this movie. About a dinosaur. Oh, my God. It was, like, heart-wrenching from the beginning. And then, like, you got, I got to the end, and I was like, fuck you. <laughs> like, there's tears just going everywhere. And I'm trying not to, like, vis- like audibly sob. And I look over, and Mara's just, like, crying. And I'm like, see the six-year-old's crying. <laughs> I'm allowed to be forgiven for this, because it was, ugh. Like I said, I don't, I think it's same thing with like Inside Out. Oh yeah. We watched it like opening night and I didn't know it was going to be heart wrenching. Had I known it was going to be heart wrenching, I probably would have been prepared. I assume feelings have feelings. I was like, mm, they're going to So now that you've been warned about the good dinosaur, you'll probably be okay. But like. I don't know. Natalie was warned about it and she texted me the other day. She's like, have you seen the good dinosaur? I'm sobbing over here. <laughs> yeah, right. So <laughs> is it like, is it like if like up. Like, the beginning of Up and the end of Toy Story 3. Like, is that just all the good di- with dinosaurs? I haven't seen the end of Toy Story 3. Uh, it's so... Get ready to ugly cry there. Yeah. I hear it's Schindler's toy box. It is. Um, <laughs> I've only seen, like, three quarters of the movie. It's so sinister. Anyways. Um, it is. I love it. I imagine Land Before Time meets every Disney family... Or every Disney or movie where some kid's parents die. Okay. Combined and rolled into one. Like the first time you watch Mufasa die? Yeah. Meets Old Yeller. And, <laughs> like, Homeward Bound. This movie sounds terrible. <laughs> so horrible. But the little kid in it, so cute spot. <laughs> While you're sobbing hysterically. Oh, along with, like, every, like, racism, classism, whatever, like, ridicule slash, you know, prejudice Throw all that shit in there, too. So it's a sad, racist dinosaur movie. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to have to watch it. I'll watch it with Ken, and I'll get him drunk so he ugly cries, too. <laughs> Fair enough. Then we can make fun of the Ken. Exactly. Right? So- uh, his ugly cry song, he'll hate me for saying it, but uh, we were watching So You Think You Can Dance. <laughs> That's okay. Um, Jerry and- cried to the Katy Perry movie. It's all good. <laughs> That's even worse. <laughs> um, and it was... Um, and I will always love you. And Ken was like, oh my god, she just gets sadness as he's, like, crying. He was also, like, very sick with, like, a 100-degree fever. <laughs> but I looked around, I was like, are you crying? Was she doing the Whitney Houston or the Dolly Parton version? The Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston. Yes. Gotcha. Um, but he also made the mistake, too, of saying Celine Dion because he thought it was Celine Dion. <laughs> Nope, that's all coming back to me now. <laughs> but it's not something. Like, <laughs> yeah. Bad puns intended. All right, so we've managed to kill 12 minutes of our podcast Woo! talking about nothing. <laughs> about sadness. And, and you're welcome. So- Enjoy. Now you guys have things to make fun of Jared for. Right. And Ken now. And Ken, yes. Uh, all those fun, fun things. So yeah. uh, let's uh, slide into our time of the month. It's a key choice of words there. <laughs> <laughs> Feel like the slime. <laughs> we'll do what we can. Yeah. So, um, so for our time of the month this month, you found a really fun article. Yes. Um, the baby one, right? Yeah. yeah. The baby one. <laughs> I was like, which article? Well, we uh, planned this, kids. Really, we did. Promise. Um, okay. So there was a very interesting article. Um, nine brutal reasons why millennials refuse to have kids. And this popped up all over my Facebook last week and the week before that on like so many people being like, preach, hallelujah, praise. Well, what are the nine reasons? Okay. So number one reason why. Let me explain. No, it takes too long. Let me sum up. Anyways. (laughs) Let me sum up. Um, so the world kind of sucks now. Okay. That was our number one thing. The world sucks. Terrorism, all that shit. People are just like, God, I don't want to bring babies into the world. All right. Which I find interesting because previously during war times, babies have boomed. Hence, baby boomers, right? Hence everyone baby boomers. was everyone was fucking and going to war. Right now, they're like, Oop, the world's shitty. I'm closing my legs. Yeah. So um, there's a lot to on Trump. One word, Trump. If that dude wins, I have a really hard time not picturing America as a smoldering wasteland. There's no place to raise a child. Um, we're poor as hell. So, talking about how millennials, um, being broke and student loans, um, mm-hmm. what I found really interesting, so, when a kid leaves your body, it costs roughly between 20 and 30K. Right. That's the average cost to raise a child. Um, I've got 52K in student loans, this person, uh, not me personally, but, uh, to look forward to. That's negative money. I have to feed and clothe an educated kid. I'm not trying to bring up a dirt baby. And that was actually from a guy, too, which I found really interesting. <laughs> right. Um, 
So, um, another one was like, I'm a lesbian, so unless my girlfriend grows dick and balls, paying for a surrogate or artificial insemination would be a huge medical bill. Dogs are cheaper. So, it's interesting to see that millennials are looking from kids not as a, like, I have to have it, but more in a... Practical? Yeah, in a practical, in a business mm-hmm. sense. Like, is the, it cost-effective to have a child? This actually probably the first one that I went bullshit, that I didnn't go bullshit to. Right. Because the other ones I was like... That just sounds like a load of shit. Uh, but, but this one I think makes a lot of sense because it is more accepted now to be, it is more accepted now to be gay or homosexual um, or whatever you want to call it. Um, it's more acceptable. We can legally get married now. Right. Hooray, um, at least in most states, I think. Right. Either way. There's a couple of shitty states out there. Right. But people, people can get married. And because of that, now they see lives together with people, but then they start thinking the practicality things. And it is, it, it is expensive to go through insemination or what do you have to do? Go like beg a friend to have their spunk. But that, that also has its implications and it's hard comings as well. So yeah. First one, I didn't say bullshit to in my brain. Yeah. I, I really agree with that. It's something I've thought of. Like I grew up my whole life being like, Oh, you're going to be like, you're going to be a mom and it's the best thing you can do. Not saying it isn't, but... And adopting super expensive. Right. And hard. Unless like, you want a crack baby. Right. Um, and, which is more expensive. Um, so, you know, but then I turned 18 and I started going to college and got student loan debt and in debt. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden it was like, ooh, shit, like, can I afford to have a kid? Do I want to have that fiscal responsibility? So even I have my thought process Yeah, but I changed. think that, I don't think that argument's new. No. I don't think But I think new. it's acceptable to say it out loud now. I, well, I think it was acceptable to say it out loud before, because, like, people have been saying for years, um, if you wait to afford a baby, then you'll never have one, and I think that's always been the case, because people that... T- people... It's an excuse a lot of people give for why they're not having kids, is they're expensive, and it's the easiest throwaway excuse in the book. But that's we have higher student loans and higher student yes. debt than we have ever had before. I understand. I have a shit ton of debt. Right. But a lot of the articles, though, are, are aiming towards baby boomers that are younger than I am. Right. So, and I have at least as much student debt as they do. So, that's why I'm like, meh. Um, so, traffic and high rents is number three. Make that life miserable for the people that already exist. So, population control. Oh, that's just, that's again another throwaway. Yeah. Um, but. It, it's reason to not have Duggar-sized families. Right. Um, one of them was like, I have, I have to say my commitment to the environment is greater than my commitment to, commitment to humanity. Without an environment, there can be no humanity. So, I'm keeping my pussy shut. Heather, 24. Um, Heather, 24, does not have a boyfriend. (laughs) Sorry, she doesn't. We can get to that when we get to my portion of this. Right. But I do think it's interesting that people are choosing to to go green and not have babies. Like, that's, that's, it's going green for not populating. That's hilarious. There are better ways to go green. (laughs) Than not. Like, raising a brilliant child. Right. Right. Um, yeah, it, really my thing is, like, just don't have seven kids. Um, right, don't have seven kids. So the other one, pregnancy is not hot. Um, with all the medical technology we have, childbirth is strenuous, um, are strenuous, excruciating, and expensive physical ordeal. Um, some of the women are just into the idea of using their uteruses as a rental property. That sounds like some hipster bullshit. Right. To me, this was the one that I called, like, the biggest bullshit on. Um, like, and everyone's ideas of something, like, people are just like, yeah, babies seem gross. And I feel like that's a very small spectrum. It's there very, is that people, it's but it's a very young, young thing to say. Somebody right. that doesn't understand how gross life is in general. Like, seriously, wait until you get older and pick something off your ass. I mean, like, we're, like, I think these people don't understand, like. Right, none of them have woken up and found a great chin hair, uh, or right. a giant chin hair coming out of them. Like, and they're all, like, most of the median age in here is between 23 and 20, uh, and 30. Right. So, um, for that, I feel like that was a very skewed segment. Um. It is. So, another one, number five, because kids, because these days people have kids for selfish reasons. Um, so, no. they're saying that, like, it's bullshit people have kids because, um, they're, they're self-absorbed in his personal experience. Like, oh, I, I want a kid that can turn out better than I have, which every single parent says that ever. I think on that one, with the whole, like, selfishness, the only reason you ever have kids is selfish. Like, because right. you want them. Like, I know there's pressure and peer pressure and all these other reasons to have children, too. Like, saving your relationship, et cetera, et cetera. But if it isn't that, it is selfish. You want a baby... Right. And to love and love you. So, 
And yeah, you want them to be like, oh, I want them to be cute and like, you know, they right. can be like me, but better. Like, everyone thinks that. If you but, didn't want yeah. your kid to be better than you, like, kind of Well, and I think, too, a couple of these are what other people do are, is doing is wrong. Well, then don't do that. Right. Don't, learn from that. If you're going to, if you want to have a kid because that's, you feel that you feel the need to have children for whatever reason, don't do it. Don't do it like them. Right. You don't do have different. to treat your baby like you're yours and Blue Ivy and have 100 million Instagram pictures. You're not changing the world by not having kids. You're not changing the world how you want to change the world. You want to get rid of that? Don't be that way. Right. Be around friends that don't that aren't that way. Yes. That's going to change the world. This whole I'm just not going to do it is like, I'm not going to try because I'm not going to succeed. Right. What I do find interesting and just the little snippet in here that I like is talking about having, thinking of kids as an accessory they can use to get Instagram likes. They're Mm -hmm. almost cute little status symbols. I will say that is something you find really interesting. Now, everyone has always taken baby pictures. Mm -hmm. You know, it used to be slideshows of my babies, Uh, you know, projectors for those of us back in the day that remember projectors. Yeah, see? Mm -hmm. Um, now we have Instagram, so it's digital, and you can literally post 40 million pictures of your right. child and share it with the world. I don't think it's changed, it's just the platform has changed. Uh, yeah, I just don't think it's changed, I think it's platform. Yeah. Um, number six, a classic, and this is again a throwaway one, will ruin them with terrible parenting. Like, everyone thinks that. Then do better. Right. Do like, better. I worry about being a terrible parent. We all I have, have my reasons. Right. But, um... Just people being like, kids don't like me, or I'm a mess. Like, I don't like children. Right. <laughs> so I totally understand. But right. I know, know plenty of parents that don't like children, and they're good parents. That's it. They that, like that, their own, they don't like others. That, that was Amanda Claire's line, I think it was at um, Ann and Tim's housewarming, was like, no, we really only like other parents that don't like children. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a cult. Um, so I just feel like, again, I'm like, that's not really a, a, that's a, that's every generation set that. It is. It's in every generation. Now, this one I did find a little interesting. Okay. Or not interesting, uh, but I can see where nowadays it's more acceptable than it was in the past. Yeah. We want careers, so sue us. So, the new research suggests the whole idea of having it all like a family and your dream career is unattainable. It Bullshit myths. And it is. Mm-hmm. You cannot be a successful CEO of a Fortune 500 company and successfully be there 100% of the time for your family you while your husband works 100% of the time, too. Right. Something's got to give in one of those factors. Actually, our CEO um, actually talked about how her husband was able to work from home and was mostly a stay-at-home parent, and that allowed her to get to where she's at. And so I think that kind of thing is, is very true. It is hard to have it all. Mm-hmm. I think, though, that they're going to come to find out as this generation gets older, though, too, that their thoughts and feelings change towards parenting, mm-hmm. which we've seen before. And, like, I think a lot of it is um, this young naivete. They mm-hmm. haven't been out in the world long enough. They really haven't seen how shit works. And so if you haven't yet seen how shit works, you don't understand that there are, like, I think they, like, miss that whole segment. So this generation that we're talking about, this age range, Watched a lot of Teen Mom. Yep. And they saw how how horrible shit is and how awful everything was. But what they haven't yet had experience to, because I don't think they've spent the time with that generation necessarily, are all of the people that have had a hard time getting pregnant. They are not old enough to have a shit ton of friends that have been through it. And actually, really, honestly, we aren't old enough to have friends that are. But I know a lot of Gen Xers. Right. That have a lot of issues getting pregnant because they did wait. Right. They waited to have babies. They wanted the career and stuff first and then had kids. And that's why now they're selfish parents. Because right. they've done this. And so this whole, like, let's wait to have kids. So I understand it. And I can get on board for that on some of it. I think they have to go back and think about what are the repercussions of my actions. Mm-hmm. And have a career, that's fine. But understand that come down the road, you might not feel that way in 10 years. Right. So you might want to kind of think about your... Your, you know, thing. Because right now they're saying, I'm not going to have kids. And it's like, oh, a lot of 22-year-olds don't think they're going to have kids. <laughs> right. I think, too, a lot of it is looking at, like, you know, there's a big discussion in the, you know, in government mm-hmm. and things like that, too, about, like, maternity leaves. Mm-hmm. And how is it really fair to the mothers, um, you know, getting maternity leave? Like, is it long enough? It paid versus, them? like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of inconsistencies with it. And now, too father pay maternity leave yeah. do the dad get to be home so that i think is something that's also going to shape it as well yeah. and 
figure, like, let those young girls who do want to, and the millennial girls who want to be CEOs and they want to run, they want to run the world, as Beyonce will say, um, that they might be getting more support from their companies to do it and make it acceptable because I think there's still a stigma on the mom CEO. Well, I think, though, I'm going to throw out there, too, what they're not paying attention to, though, is employment trends, and this is where the young, naive sense is coming in, because what are companies right now in the United States trying to do? Work-life balance as much as possible. All these startups, all these things have a lot of things in place for work-life balance. Right. Telecommuting, all these other things. Shit that wasn't available 10 years ago, 15 years ago. So I think they're kind of like... I think they're living in these little boxes of what they think the world is like without actually being out there. And, yes, our maternity leave is not great. Other countries have other better ones. But, you know, I'm going to throw out there, like, isn't it Denmark or Norway? I think it's Norway. Has, like, huge, long thing. Um, They didn't found Apple. Right. You know, like, it's... But at the same time, they're... What what does Norway contribute to the world, economically? Well, they sustain Norway. Uh, Tourism. Uh, Right. Tourism. Okay. But But what do they have, but at the same point, do they have to contribute to the world? If everyone in Norway is happy to be in Norway... You can't be, though, the CEO and get three months of maternity leave all over the planet. And that's part of it, too. Like, I think sometimes... Like think, let's think logically on a lot of places. What kind of job do you have to have that can allow an employee to be gone for three months, right, and not have a fill in, right? In how our how our economy is set up, and how our businesses are set up, I can't just walk away for three months without some sort of backup, right? It's hard to do. It's one of those things, and you talk training, you talk coverage, especially if you're in a high demand job or something that requires a lot of work, or and if I, you're in small business too. If you're in small business. How do you do that? And so, for someone that considers themselves a feminism, a feminist, or not a feminism, I'm losing my mind, considers themselves a feminist, I think sometimes we kind of got to, like, compromise on the needs of the business, too. I must have been drinking the HR water or something. No, but I thought this before, too. Like, I, like, we had a kind of a discussion about, you know, pregnant people applying for jobs. Yeah. I understand the need, and especially, dude, I considered looking for a new job, especially when I was pregnant with Mara. But I knew at a certain point, it didn't matter what I was going to do. I was going to look pregnant. Yeah. They were going to see it. And it doesn't do them any good to train me for right. three, six weeks. Even even if they got three months. Train me for three months to then leave them. Because so many women bail after getting maternity leave yeah. on companies. And a lot, of, a lot of women do pull that scam. It's not great, but women do. And sometimes, do. sometimes they have to and, because that's the only way to get un- health insurance for their baby. And it's unintentional. Right. Well, it's not the only way in Illinois. Right. But in other, but I'm just saying, like, yeah. sometimes some women see that as their only option. I'm mm-hmm. not condoning it. Um, I've been working in a company where someone did that and it screwed us all over. And well, and sometimes, too, you, you don't know how you're going to, especially if you're the first one. You yeah. know how you're going to feel after that baby comes. Right. You know? Or what opportunities will happen in between that. I have but... a girl that I work with that had, like, the hardest time coming back and still is struggling. Her baby's a ye- almost a year. and she Or just a year. She's still struggling because she just wants to stay home, but they can't can't afford it. Because um, you don't know until you have it. Right. You really don't. And so it's a crapshoot for an employer. It's literally asking them to gamble. Right. No matter how good of an employee you are, it's human nature. And uh, I read an article. I'll set. I'm going to. I'm going to. Uh, side stream for one second and we'll come back. Um, I read an article recently that women should take off their rings when they're applying for jobs. Especially big engagement rings. Mm. And, you know, people were like shouting back at this recruiter that wrote the article about how stupid that is. But, again, a a woman engaged is different than a man engaged for the most part. Mm -hmm. For the most part, this is and she's going to be planning a wedding. You know, the dude gets to t- takes the day off the wedding, calls it a day, might leave a little early on Friday to go to rehearse the dinner. Right. But the woman is definitely off the day before the wedding. She definitely needs the day after the wedding off. Like, right. not most men do too, but like, there's a good chance the woman's taking Monday or Right, you know, she might take the whole week off of her wedding. And a lot of it's just distraction with their planning weddings too. Yeah. Like, I was super distracted when I was working, and I, I worked the day of my rehearsal dinner. Like, I didn't take the week off before. I worked the day of my rehearsal dinner because yeah. I had a conference to go to, and I switched stuff around for my job. But I still, in it was like I was working two full-time jobs because yeah. that's what it felt like. Mm-hmm. And I know my work had to have suffered a bit right. while working that job because I was distracted with planning my mm-hmm. wedding. And we had a small 
cheap wedding. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was not a 30 grand wedding. Um, you but know, it's still, it's distracting. You're but it's doing distracting. things, you're planning things and right. it takes away. And, and it's subconscious. People can, employers cannot discriminate against, you know, being married they or, can't ask you know, you. and they can't ask you, but somebody subconsciously sees that ring in the course of the interview, they find something you said that goes, mm, maybe they wouldn't be a good fit. And they might not even know they're doing it, mm-hmm. but it's subconscious. Well, and two, they come down to two equally qualified candidates and they go, you know, Georgia's married and has kids because she let it slip. Mm-hmm. Sienna's not. And she's got a big old ring on her finger. She's probably planning a wedding. Mm-hmm. And planning to have kids, which means new mom as opposed right. to established mom. Exactly. So, yeah, and those factors, it's bullshit. Any any employer that says that they do not consider things like that in an interview is lying. Like, Well, yeah, they can't they can't actually admit to it, and they can't ask right. you. They can't ask you. No, but, but they, they can, can say, what's going on in your life right now? Like, you mm-hmm. know, like, you ask those personal questions, and it's that mm-hmm. friendly, buddy-buddy interview style mm-hmm. to get them to spill all that information. Well, you can read things about people's personality, too, if you pay right. attention. So. You can check their Facebook. You can check If you have an Facebook. open Facebook... Your LinkedIn. And yep. And, you know, it's just one of those things. Yeah. That's why you hold on to whatever job while you have while you knocked out. Right? <laughs> um, do we have more? We do. Uh, okay. We only have two more. Okay. Um, because they're not going to fix anything. So that's that basic, like... This is true. Kids Fair aren't enough. Band-Aids. Don't have a kid because you think it'll fix your life. Nope. That, that is true. I'll give them that yep. one. Um, like... And that's common sense, obvious. Yes. I don't feel like that's anything new. I don't think that's a millennial thing. I no. think that's a any idiot should know. That's that. just truth, right? Truth. That's why they have divorce court and Judge Judy right. and Jerry Springer and Trash TV, right? Um, number nine, I kind of respect because it is that does show our cultural shift. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't need a reason we don't want them, so stop fucking asking. Yeah, it is no one's business whether or not you choose to have kids. Mm-hmm. Or not. Because the thing is, too, there's so many times where you ask somebody, maybe, where you're like, oh my god, you've been married, why don't you have kids? Um, I got that the minute I got married. It was yeah. Mother's Day, oh, when are you having babies, blah, blah, blah. People don't know me. I was asked by people who yeah. I was semi-friendly with at work who didn't know me. Mm-hmm. One, you don't know if I don't want them for a personal reason. Right. You don't know if it's a medical reason why I don't yeah. want them. So that hurts every time you ask someone, yeah. why aren't you having kids? And oh, see, they I, can't I, have kids. Or, I try and ask the thing, like, are you guys going to do the kid route? Right. I'm trying to, like, you know, ask without being... I try to give them an option to say no. Right. You know? And that's a way to ask it without saying, like, we expect you to procreate right. now that you're married. Yeah. Um. So I think that's that was one of the ones I actually yes. really liked is the whole, it's, yeah. it's our body, it's our choice. Yeah. And it's, that's, yeah. I we, was, we can choose. It's more, it's acceptable now, or more acceptable, or it's working to be more acceptable mm-hmm. to not have kids. I always try and validate whatever they say yeah. to, back to them if they ask that question, which I'm nosy, so I'm going to ask people. Right. Are you going to do the whole kid thing? And if they say, no, I don't think so, I'll be like, hey, it is everybody's choice. Right. You know, or if they say, yeah, in a couple years, I go, I totally understand that. Timing is really important. You have mm-hmm. to do it when it's right for you. Yeah. And same thing with like, yeah, we want Fat 17. I'm like, oh, I couldn't do it. Right. I have a hard time with people that want to have a million children. That, yeah. that one I have the hardest time validating because I think having a million children is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you hit a point, a threshold where you no longer take care of your children. Right. Your uterus falls out. Ask the doggers. There comes a point where you're not arguing. They're not, <laughs> not taking care of your children. There was the funniest, oh God, I wish I could remember the comedian. Funniest comedian ever. He, go, he was talking about like, um, the Duggars, you can't tell them you love each of them equally because they, um, because <laughs> you can't, you can't explain away a, a 19 way to I. <laughs> it's no, true. They probably forget one of them at least every like week. They're like, oh shit, I forgot about Zach. Right. Exactly. Um, I don't know what their names are, but I'm assuming yeah. one of them's Zach. Yeah, um, for sure. No, no, they all start with J. Oh, okay. Ew. Um, yeah. that's even grosser. It is. But, um, yeah. And then someone for me, like I've really struggled with it, the choice to have kids or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been something I never thought I would struggle with, but the fact that like literally like the week after I was married, um, was like, Oh, when are you having babies, babies, babies? You know, I get it from my parents. I get it from people, strangers, everything. Yeah. Um, and so while I was debating that, um, Ken and I were talking about it and we were like, Oh, do we want to have kids? Like, mm-hmm. Is that the route we want to go down to? Um, I felt guilty mm-hmm. about the possibility of choosing not having kids. And I, ch- I had to tell myself, like, 
you can't feel guilty about that. Like, there's no. nothing wrong with you if you choose to not have children. There's nothing wrong with you if you choose to have children. Right. Like, oh, and some of it is totally selfish. You gotta have someone take care of you when you get old. Right. There's nothing. Right. That's nice. You can always pay someone to do that, by the way. Exactly. <laughs> I can pay someone with the money I save of not having kids. Maybe that means I can, you know, I'm have a hot nurse. Right. A better retirement community. Right. Like, um, there's that. There's the fear of, you know, will my children grow up to be a serial killer or right. worse, Donald Trump. Like, I'm sure his mom's not. <laughs> I think I'd take Donald Trump over a serial killer, honestly. Eh, how I, far are they off? Uh, <laughs> I've read some pretty... I've, 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 yeah. I've gone down the rabbit hole of reading the Wikipedias on serial no killers. killers. Yeah, like, that's not, true. Not a good thing. Or, like, Brock Turner's mom. God, I'd hate to be her. Okay. Like, you know, so, like, there's... I'd just fucking punch him in the face every time I saw <laughs> I'd be like, if I could go back in time. <laughs> just punch... I'm gonna fall down the stairs. Throw myself down the stairs. Uh, Before we get into the baby Hitler discussion, so along (laughs) with that, there have been a couple other articles, and I pulled this one up about why millennials—they've come, they've done studies, and millennials not only are they not—they're saying they don't want babies; they're not having as much sex as their predecessors. Boo, boo! And this is um, study released. Children are millennials born 1990 to 1997. Okay, this is not with me. Huh? <laughs> so this is the latter millennials because okay. the older millennials are 81 to 89. Yes. I call them um, the B generation of millennials. Um, yeah. They're the B group. They're the B squad. Totally. Second benchers. Totally, like totally. Bench warmers. So they give a couple reasons for um, for why, why they're not having sex. They The reasons they usually are are... Peer pressure to succeed, so the career again. Yeah. Social lives increasingly conducted on screen, so the social media. Yeah. Um, unrealistic expectations of perfection encouraged by dating apps and then wariness over date rate. Those are their main ones, um, but a lot of the experts are more concerned that it, it reflects the difficulty people are having forming um, romantic connections to people. Um, so I just thought that was interesting, like kind of going along with this. Cause I still feel like a lot of the reasons they're not having babies are selfish, which is funny. Cause one of them is people are selfish. Um, but they are, it's like, um, the pressure to succeed and stuff. Cause we know a lot of millennials too. And half of them are just literally sitting with their finger up their nose, not knowing what the fuck is going on. Right. So you can't tell me it's the pressure to succeed. But unless that's causing them to call into a hole, which is possible. It could um, be also the subconscious pressure to succeed. You look at the fact right. they see their friends posting on Facebook, like, oh, I just got this internship. Right. You know, or, oh, I talked to my friend who just got this great job paying a lot of money. She's two years older than me. Yeah. Um, but I'm working entry level. But not understanding that that person for two years has been working entry level, too. Exactly. I, I think a lot of it is this, um, it's tunnel vision yeah. on their behalf as they're looking down this narrow little path and not looking around and, like, seeing the big picture. Yeah. They're very, like, introverted. Honestly, introversion is a great way to put it. Yeah. Like, for every, like, extroverted millennial in that age, I know 15 introverted ones. Right. Well, it's almost like, yeah, I would say it's you're, they're introverted in real life while being extroverted on social media. So yes. it's creating this, like paradox where in reality they don't know how to relate to what's going on but they're oversharing on social media or they see all this stuff and they're relating and they're posting and it's creating a disconnect oh yeah and i definitely there's two things that kind of okay so there's two things on this unrealistic expectations of physical perfection encouraged by dating apps and i started talking earlier today with you and i'm gonna talk about it now i don't like you small dog Where's Connor? It's like looking at me. Sorry, the dog is staring at me. Toto, go run home. Go, Toto. Do I sit on my lap? I don't even like you. (laughs) You have an odd way of showing it. You're offering her to sit on your lap. Jump! That's so... All right. So, about unrealistic body expectations (laughs) as you fat shame the dog. (laughs) She's just big bone. She's just big bone. Okay, it's just fall weight. It's okay. It's okay. You look great in a bikini. You do. Actually, she lost weight at the vet last week. Anyways. (gasps) Good job. So, um... Oh, God, stop. (laughs) Though, I think there's some of that. We've all grown up with that in our own way, shape, and form. There's always been an ideal body type of a generation... Fuck, we grew up in the Kate Moss yep. scenario where everyone is fucking waif thin, which I'm never going to be and never have been. Nope. You know, like, I had so many fat jokes in junior high, like, I could write novels. Oh, yeah. Um, and now I think it's far more acceptable to be different sizes, different shapes, to like different things, um, which is great. Um, but I think that the dating apps, though, that's a whole nother, like, 
I have my own opinions on dating apps. <laughs> like, uh, I think people um, don't put themselves out there enough on them. I think they're too safe on things and not honest about what they really want and what they really need. Right. What they're really looking for. They don't want to be judged for wanting children, so they don't say they say they don't want children, or they don't say one way or another, or they're afraid they're going to be judged in their job, so they, they, they and you know. I, I know they, plenty of ugly people that get laid on dating sites, and they do not have good pictures. Right. Like, if people want to bone, they want to bone. There's um, but, people out there for everyone. Right, but I think a lot of people forget, too, it's like 90% of the dating app is going to be fuck boys. Yeah. And is going to be, or fuck girls, who just, you know, they want to hook up, or that's it, or they want someone to buy them dinner. Yeah. But honestly, it's... It's it's because you're going from the example of if you went to college. Mm-hmm. So let's say college Claire, yeah. you know, no dating app. Okay, right. you Which might is true. Yeah, you might meet in a year. Let's say you go on fifteen dates in a year, right? Because that's the people you meet and your cross section, right? So you go on those individual dates. And you might have more dates with them, but let's say at mm-hmm. least fifteen dates, a, you know, yeah. a year um, with them. Now you're on a dating site. Where you go on 50 dates a year, and it's because you have more options. Right. But if you're 15 dates a year, most likely 10 of them are going to suck. Five of them will be okay. But now you have 50, of course your numbers are going to be skewed to be more sucky. There's only garbage. Well, actually, they say one of the main ways to find the right person is to go on a lot of first dates. Not as many second and even fewer thirds. Go lay down. Like, I get it. A girl's got to eat sometimes. A girl's got to eat sometimes. Um, But most of the people I know that are on dating sites, either they're picking someone outside of their their range of looks. Twos aren't catching tens. Sorry, kids. It's truth time for Mama Claire. (laughs) Twos aren't catching tens. So if you're on Tinder and the only people you're swiping right are tens, you're going to have to swipe white right a lot. If you're a two and you're swiping three to fives, maybe you have some sixes and sevens. You probably have a better chance. But that's the thing. People, they want an unreal expectation of the people on there. They want that if you've typed them something, them to remember it forever. Well, you wouldn't expect that of a human being in real life. Right. You know, same thing with, like, um, you have to understand the day and time that we're in. Like, you know, like, if it's Friday night, nine o'clock is not a weird time to go meet out. You know, but I know people that are like, I won't go out past this time, or... <laughs> That's like, I'm going to be in bed watching Netflix. Well, I am too. But I'm also married and <laughs> old. I'm also married and old. Um, but if you, you want to meet someone, that might be what you have to do. You might have to compromise. Right. Especially as we get older. They might have been divorced. They might have a kid. And if those are things you're willing to compromise, you take your pool down. And this is something else I was talking about earlier, mm-hmm. is it's everyone labels everything now. I'm a this, I'm a that, you're a this, you're a that. There's right. so many labels out there. I'm a pansexual gymnast with, right. you know, linguistic fetishes and, you know... Well, only I like a ginger. Yeah. A vegan ginger. A vegan ginger, yes. Yeah. And so when you have that, it narrows your dating pool, too. Your People, people, as much as I said, I don't think people are specific enough about what they want. I also think sometimes people are too specific as right. well on what... They aren't as... I th- There you go. They need to be more specific about what they personally want in life. In life, not... Who they want to partner with, what they want in life. I want to have a career. I want to have kids. I don't want to have kids. I want a house in the suburbs or a little country. Whatever your life goals are, that should be clear. Right. But who that's with needs to be a little vaguer. Right. Like, you want someone that also wants to have kids when you have kids. Yeah. You want someone that has similar financial goals and expectations because that's a big thing about, you know, relationships. Yeah. You know, and you want someone that's looking to, you know, either willing to relocate, not relocate, you know, right. family issues. But the fact of the matter is, is nine times out of ten, you're gonna argue about not putting pillowcases on the bed. You're going to not want to watch the same TV shows. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna like the same little petty things that I think people right. focus on, and they're like, oh well, he's an accountant, and I don't know how to relate to that. You don't have to know what your husband does or relate to it. You have to. Listen when he bitches about work stories. You do not smile. Right. Like, you don't have to agree on everything right. and like everything and have all the same interests. There's right. no perf- There's no soulmate. Soulmates are statistically impossible. Thank you, Adam ruins everything. Right? <laughs> um, but yeah, soulmates are statistically impossible and finding that perfect person, like, 
it's finding someone in my personal belief, finding someone you can tolerate and grow with. Mm -hmm. You got to like some things about them, but there's going to be things you, you do not. And sometimes a dating website or app, Mm -hmm. you can be so picky. Yep. That you end up forgetting the human factor of it. Like, right. people are human. Fundamentally well, yeah. human. And you can be as picky as you want to be. Just, right. you can't be mad then when it takes longer to get to what you want. Right. And You, know, you can't be have, mad if they be on with the door open. Like, that is some people. That's one of my things. Like, I know, it's, like, I always love the articles where, like, never poop in front of your partner. I'm like, but sometimes it's the only way you can talk. Right. <laughs> so, you know. Sometimes they're in the shower. You only have one bathroom. Right. It is unrealistic to, think that to wait gonna... to poop that long. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry. It just made, it just popped into my head. The Ali Wong special on Netflix. Watch it, people. Hilarious really funny one of my favorite jokes in there is she wanted her now husband to do anal and he was like mm. and she's like do you not understand if i posted on craigslist right now that tiny asian seeks anal the internet would literally explode and that's totally the case so like if if your husband or whoever can't watch you poo or be near you if you poo ever and vice versa like you're only gonna have so much fun in the bedroom <laughs> It's also um, unrealistic. If they won't watch you poo, you shouldn't let them put it up your butt. That should be a trade-off. That should be a trade-off. But sex in general can get super gross. It does get gross. There's a reason why queef is one of the funniest words on the planet. Yes. Like, if you could, like, you know, there's some shit that goes wrong. Like, bodies are inherently gross. Think of all the gross things your body does. Yes. There's some movie about that. I don't know where that guy dates like 500 girls or something like that. Yeah. Um, it might be called 500 girls. And that's something he talks about. Like sex is funny. It's like if hilarious. you hilarious. Re- anybody who's ever watched a sex tape of themselves, it's not good. Yeah. You know, it's I not. feel like two beached whales kind of just flopping against each other. There's noises. There's Things don't work right. I made a really funny like Lord of the Rings joke while we were banging the other day. I don't remember what it was, but at the time I was like hilariously laughing you know we both had to stop and laugh and I really wish I knew what it was because it was really funny right I read something where some guy a girl was on a, a tinder date yeah with a guy and they're in they're in bed they're you know like it was a hookup and they're yeah. uh, whatever and right before he comes he just yells expecto patronum <laughs> and she was like I didn't know what to say after that <laughs> and I was just like I would have high-fived him like that's brilliant right see there's someone out there for everyone right and she and she said she's like I went on the second date and he like explained Harry Potter to me so I thought that was really funny like <laughs> I'm sorry expecto patronum <laughs> I was like that's great please Somebody do that. Come in me and say that. Like, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> I will high-five you. <laughs> oh, all the things. Oh, my goodness. Man, we've managed to talk a really long time about that. Let's see. What else do we got today? Um, so, since we're running, do we want to... Twatsicle Award? Ask Mama Claire? Or um, do we want to... Um, what's the other one? Um, the yeah. egg, egg timer. timer. I was like, I have my egg timers here if we want to lighten it up a little bit. And... Sure. Let's do that. Okay. We can always ask Mama Claire another time or save it for something gate if they ever record again because they've been busy. Yeah. Yes. Excellent. Um, okay, I have some good egg timer ones, so All I'm right, really excited. let's egg timer. I'm on board. Okay. Uh, we need, like, a sound effect for that. Like, me or... Bing. Here. Hold on. Or, like... God. Hater. My iPad is trying to get me to install... <gasps> Now I have to remember my passcode. Yeah. Oh my god. Sorry. Technical difficulties. Apple is such a bitch. I was like, can't we just edit this in later? Yeah. Or I can just go, me. There's our well, sound effect. No, uh, if, I, if I put a timer on, oh. it'll beep. Oh, that Automatically, because, you know, that's the way it goes. I just, I just want to be that guy from Police Academy. <laughs> but I'll never do the same thing twice, so there's that. There's the clock. Yeah. Alright. Accents I'm okay with, sound effects not so Did much. Did we do, um, shit. I cannot operate technology tonight. <laughs> Are we gonna do, um, a minute? Is that what we did last time? I think so. A minute for each topic. A minute for each topic? Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. I, I feel like that's to... the max amount of talking time we need. Okay. I'm on board. Just making sure we had volume. Yep. Alright. Oh, we can pick a ringtone. Oh. Okay. This is fun. Why is It'd the... be good if we had sound. <laughs> it says there's, oh, sound effects. Hold on, I gotta turn the sound up. Okay. No, that sounds like a trippy, like, right. like spa. It's boring. No. Also boring. <laughs> sounds like a cheesy cruise ship yeah. or bad porn. 
Chanel. choose a sound effect. <laughs> I hope you will enjoy that. Okay. Feel free to choose your own sound effects for life. Oh, well, now I have to restart it. I'm sorry. Okay. Ready? Yep. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Oh, maybe we should let you read it and then start the timer. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, okay so sorry, first... kids. We're figuring this out. <laughs> so first one, um, Kim Kardashian just went on vacation. I hate the Kardashians. But the woman took six thousand selfies on vacation so some website did the math and basically that equals to all the time she was on vacation a minute a selfie that's crazy right yes um so she's probably using the thing that or a takes selfie a minute a selfie a minute or she's doing the thing where it takes like 30 and 30 seconds you know or you know what i'm saying the right it takes like 100 uh, things right um but six thousand is still like where do you didn't enjoy your vacation you no. literally just selfie the whole time yeah no that's insane um i've met people before that like set, like post new selfies every day, and literally one time this one girl I was talking to showed me her folder on her phone. She literally takes thousands of selfies a day. Yep. And I'm like, you can't tell me that I am boring when I work all day, but you don't do anything but try and take pictures of yourself and hide your fat ass and your double chin. Yep. I don't want to hear it. Which in reality, too, one that's probably a big reason why we have body dysmorphia nowadays. Um, but it also is. Um, true that like people, uh, they take, you have to take a bunch of selfies. That's how Instagrammers do it. They take a million selfies to get the right one. So Kim Kardashian probably is only going to post five of those 6,000 selfies Absolutely. online. Okay. So jazzy. So jazzy. Okay. Next. Uh, Trump fans are saying that Hillary Clinton was replaced with the body devil. This is my favorite, like, what the fuck story. Um, so on 9-11, Hillary um, was there for, um, like, a ceremony or something like that. She leaves because she has walking pneumonia. She's, like, kids fainting almost, like, going out of the car. She is seen leaving her daughter's apartment afterwards, happy and go lucky. So Trump said they, or Trump's camp, people, Trump supporters, were like, oh my God, it's a body double. Like the person walking out is a body double? Or yes. The, okay. So that Hillary had a body double. So she is like in the hospital with like walking pneumonia or she's laid up and they sent a body double walking around. <laughs> That's just funny. It's oh, ridiculous. I don't understand why she just can't be like... A sick grandma? Well, she got sick, but then you can, your attitude can change if you're feeling better. Right. And just because it's 9-11 doesn't mean you have to be, like, super cry all fucking day long. Right? Well, they have pictures of, like, does Chelsea Lee have a, a lipo machine in her apartment? Because they say Hillary looks thinner than she was at the 9-11 um, Maybe event. she had to take a really big shit. Right? Or the fact that she didn't have secret service around her. So they pinned it, actually, on a woman called Teresa Lily Barnwell, who was a known Clinton imper Hillary Clinton impersonator. Now, from far away, definitely does, like, it's a Hillary impersonator. She's wider across the face. Right. Well, and the thing is, is she also was somewhere else, like, at the time. <laughs> like, I don't even think she was in the same that's state. The, they were saying that Hillary's, they're like, Hillary's index finger is longer than her ring finger in this picture. Like, they compared finger sizes. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Um, I totally am cheating and paused the timer. That's okay. <laughs> Only because, like, I'm sorry. I feel like the Trump people keep getting, like, more and more um, insane. Like, this is why we can't take them seriously. Because they keep coming up with more and more lame brain shit. Right? Ever. Than ever. Um, so. But my favorite thing was somebody tweeted. They were like, woke up with heartburn, saw hashtag Hillary's body double was trending. So it's a hashtag now, too. Um, oh, not heartburn. Just my body literally rejecting the stupid. <laughs> Amazing. That's right. what I have to say to that. All right. Um, I like this timer. Me too. There's like a bird. Okay. Right? It's a little chirpy bird. Right. Chirpy bird. Um, okay. The other one. Uh, this guy accidentally FaceTimed a random kid and they became real friends. So, Rel Hill, he's from Chicago. Shout out, Rel Hill. You want to come on our show? That'd be right. cool. Uh, so, he's trying to FaceTime a buddy. He dials the wrong number and some 15-year-old, like, adorable ginger kid answers <laughs> and was like... How'd you get my number? And instead of just like 
hanging up on him and stuff like that. They were talking. The kid had a friend over who was dancing in the background. Like, so they talked for, I think, 15 minutes. Um, the kid's like 15. They don't say how old Ray Hill is, but I'm assuming he's got to be like 20 or 30, something like that. Anyways, um, the kid took screenshots. He took screenshots. They posted online, like, um, talking about how funny he was. And the guy, um, Hill was just like, he's a cool ass kid. Like, so <laughs> that's um, cute. Right? When they say cultural diversity. Uh, I think that's adorable. Like, you know what? Rather than us getting all cranky, if we get butt-dialed, like, people get so, like, annoyed, why not? Why not say hi? You don't have to, like, have a conversation. You don't necessarily have to. But, you know, we can be decent human beings. This is this is a story of two people being decent human beings to other people. Right. Like, exactly. Like, it's just, it's fun. That's a funny story for both of them to tell. Right. Um, and it's, yeah, I think it goes to show it's, like, the little things. Like... Like, that made my day. I was, like, cracking up when I read it, and I was like, that's so great. I would love to FaceTime with, like, a random stranger. Um, they make websites for that? <laughs> Dirty websites, though. Because <laughs> you have to go, you have to, like, like scroll through dick, 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 dick. dick. Yeah. Didn't, wasn't there a movie about, um, uh, what was the social media movie about the chick that died? Like, Unfriended. Oh, yeah. Yeah, watch it. They tried right. to get help via that. They did. Because it's random. Kind of a fun movie if you haven't watched it yet. I'll uh, throw that out there. Watch yeah. it. It's fun. Okay. Um, okay, this one I really love. Okay. Um, of the ridiculousness of people. Um, a woman spent $500 on surgery for her goldfish that cost like five fucking cents, people, after it choked on a pebble. People are cray. Yep. People be cray, yo. That's my gangster talk. Um, so she's 21. So a millennial. She's 21. She's 21. People, you are not allowed to tell me you're broke when you spend money on stupid shit. Normally, I'm referring to the drugs that you are are taking or the hipster drinks you are consuming. Um, this is just as bad. You need to spend your money wisely. Instead of $500 on a goldfish that's probably only going to live another six months anyways... <laughs> You take that $500 and invest it on goldfish for the rest of your goddamn life. Right, literally you could buy 500 goldfish. Right, like, she's at the point where it's like, why on earth would you even do that? Like, Right. And this is Australia, so the fish's name is Conker, was taken in for emergency surgery. Um, they were, they anesthesia'd him and prepped to have the pebble removed. You can look it up on BuzzFeed, there's it's articles there. of them I removing. Oh my god. The pebble. Um, Conker is... Uh, recovered well and happy to report. Oh, she paid $12. She still could have bought a lot of goddamn goldfish. It says the vets applauded her for the action she did for her fish. Yeah, they just paid $500 off of a goldfish. They probably killed the fish and just went out and bought a new one and pocketed her $500. That's what I'd do. That's what I would do. Alright. Anyways, we're happy for you, Conquer, and uh... Live long and prosper right, for, for the, the five next six months. <laughs> hours you're alive. Right. Uh, fucking Australia. She's gonna forget to feed it. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be like belly up after that. Like that's a 500. She better get that fish insured. Right? Um, let's see. Oh, and the last one I have for the week. Um, so Amber Rose, um, mm-hmm. love Amber Rose, mother. Uh, she used the example of um, Chang Tatum and Magic Mike. Now mm-hmm. Chang Tatum, we all know, was a stripper too. Amber yeah. Rose was a stripper. Right. Um, calling out sexist double standards. Yeah. How if, she, basically, if she made a movie about strippers, if it mm-hmm. was a movie about all girls strippers, mm-hmm. it would be seen as slutty and sexist and gross mm-hmm. and people would put her down for it. Yeah. Um, but Channing Tatum does it and he's celebrated because he's a guy. Right. Um, so, you know, and Amber Rose is always doing stuff like this. She's big on trying to take back, um, words and women and how, you know, help redefine issues. Uh-huh. She's not always going about it the right way, but she has got a lot of <laughs> shit. Bless you. Thank you. Um, about being a stripper and the fact is people keep bringing it up. She is, like, this girl owns eight different businesses. She has her own TV show, like, talk show now or whatever, stuff like that. Like, she's an entrepreneur. She is a successful woman, Mm -hmm. you know, on her own, depending on where she got from. You know, like, fucking Eva Perone was also a whore. Um, I should have started this timer as you continued. I'm sorry, I can't. Um, Just start it. All right. Um, Yeah, and so, but they keep keep calling her back on that. I did. That's something else you made fun of Jared for. Ranting. 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 Um, but my thing is, it's like, 
nobody really talks about Channing Tatum used to be a stripper, now he's a successful actor. Define successful. Well, he's... He is purdy. Um, right, he's working, he's doing movies and stuff. like. He's, and yes. he's not, I would say, honestly, like, he's probably not as financially successful as Amber Rose is. Probably not. And my thing on that is, is we as Americans have a really hard time with sex in general. We don't like to talk about it. Like, like violence and sex for us are, like, we can have so much violence that it's not a big thing. But the second you talk about sex, it's like, this This falls into that same category. Particularly sex with women. Right. More than men. Oh, absolutely. You know, just like, just like, oh, but it's okay for a woman to show her tits all over a thing and it's not a problem. But God forbid we see a penis. Right. Or a nipple. Or a nipple. Free the nipple, folks. Free the nipple. Free the nipple. Free the nipple. That was my feminist rant for, for the day. I'm not, you know I'm not, like, a super big into feminism and things like that, but um, when it comes to that shit... Yeah. Like, we were talking with our friends that just got back from Ireland, and when we were there, there's this show called The Dudesons, which is jackass, but with dick. Like, on network TV, in the middle of the afternoon, you could watch jackass, and all this stupid stuff they do with, like, burning their nuts off and, yeah. like, running naked. They're just running naked, because it's just a naked dude. Right. But, like, we have such a We've problem. all seen Jonah in the woods. Like, you get used to it. <laughs> it's just, like, come on. Like, it's just a penis. Right. Like, let's, like, it's, They're not you know, that grand and magical looking. You know, like, you can see so much naked female, and it's not a problem. Like, that's why it's such a weird, like, thing. You can have naked women, but, and it's okay, but if they're a stripper, it's bad. Right. Like, you can't ever see a naked man. Right. Because, at least you can't see his penis. Yeah. You can see the rest of him. Right? Butt's fine. I mean, like, seriously. Like, Thor had his shirt off in the second Thor for no reason, except for to make women everywhere grateful. (laughs) I was like, for me. (laughs) For me. Um, But yeah, it is. It's a double standard, and it's something that I... I love, I'm proud for a woman trying to, you know, knock mm-hmm. those double standards out of society. Like, I'd love to see the day where strippers can run free and proud. Yeah. So, speaking of awesome women, I think um, we should wind up today with a boss-ass bitch award. Yes. To Ms. Leslie Jones. Love, love. For the folks at home, who is Leslie Jones? Would you like to share with the class? I would. Um, Leslie Jones, um, amazingly talented uh, comedian. Actress. Brilliant. Um, have you seen her car commercials? Yes. <laughs> hilarious. I see you car. She's worth watching. She, worth sitting through Ghostbusters to see her. Yes. And Ghostbusters was great, too. Her and Kate McKinnon. But. I don't know who thinks Ghostbusters was terrible. Like, if you expected to go see the old Ghostbusters, yes, it was terrible. That's right. not what it is. Exactly. And if you don't like Ghostbusters listening to this, you can come here so I can slap you. Right, that's fine too. I'm um, on board. Yes, but anyways, party. she's amazing. She's hilarious. She's a strong. She's an independent, fierce woman. She was so funny. She got herself invited to the Olympics. Right, like, um, but she's also taken a lot of shit on Twitter lately. Her Twitter um, was attacked by a bunch of racists, fucking a holes, and honkies, and um, she had her account hacked and basically just like slamming her for being a proud black woman as bullshit. And it, like, let's let's be honest here. She she really is she's i've never seen things on her end about like you know what i'm saying like she doesn't play the i'm black card no she plays the i'm human card more than anything like she's right. just funny right like, she's, she's not funny. sitting there doing anything that would be even considered like you know she's not like she's not even blacking the black lives matter movement you know like she's not weighing in on a lot of the controversy that's going on right now she's just a human being living her life being funny Right. It's like, it's literally like somebody took a cute puppy and hit it for no reason. Like... That's what's going on. Literally. Um, how does she respond? You know, um, first off, she's taking the high road in a lot of things. She has clapped back a few times in a hilarious way. But she just celebrated her birthday because she's a boss-ass bitch. She is a boss-ass bitch. Um, had a great time posting pictures, looking fabulous in this denim, like, one suit, like, onesie romper. She's also wear. Wear all her clothes. I know. I love her. Like, and I think she was... 1967. Fuck. Right? looks good. Right? So, um, shout out to Leslie Jones for being a boss-ass bitch. We should all aspire to be more carefree and fucking hilarious. Like, don't let the haters get you down. Don't let the haters get you down. Absolutely. Well, thank you all for joining the Summer and I today. Thanks for syncing your cycles with us. Yes, thanks for syncing your cycles with us. We might have to, we might have to change the, uh, the sign off. <laughs> oh, amazing. Uh, don't forget to listen to all of the other boss ass shows out there on the Disease Network, our flagship show. You're going to get a diseased something gate um that just happened all the other one-offs there um like dust drunks 
Kuka Hooking off. up the new one. Congratulations on your new show, by the way. I don't think it's new. I think they've had like five shows. Well, they, well I think they did like five episodes all at once. Oh, okay. Like it's still newer. They're like still the newer, okay. newest. That's all. All good. You can hit us up on the on the book face. Um, you can also email us at diseasenetworkhasbd at gmail.com. You can send your Ask Mama Claire questions to askmamaclaire at gmail.com. They might wind up here. They might wind up on something gate. Who knows? Right? They Twitter, or You can Twitter us. You can Instagram us. Yep, at Dialogue. So we've got those options, too. And now that I have the summer, I might actually answer. Um, so there's that. That's hooray. Yeah. We're going to be all social media savvy. and All social media savvy. Yeah. And excited for the big... The big party on the uh, yeah the eighteenth uh, yeah we're gonna have a big party with all the rest of the bitches I mean dudes whatever <laughs> the <bitches. laughs> they're, they're all kind of whiny little bitches I love you <laughs> <laughs> they're all like gonna listen to this and be like fuck you oh wait no uh, they won't listen to it they before won't it's out ha <laughs> 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 fuck you right uh, we win yay so yes that's always good so uh, thanks for sinking your cycle with us. Be good to each other, bitches. Bye. I wanna start a fight. So, so, uh...